Hey, everybody. I'm Mike Reno from Loverboy. Hi, this is Joe Tatriani. Hey, I am Brandy Rhodes. Hey, I'm UFC fighter C.B. Dalloway. Clay Milliken, driver of the Parks Plus. Great Clips, Top Fuel Dragster. What's up, world? This is your favorite comic, favorite comic, Tony Rock. Hey, guys. This is Kendra Sunderland, Vixen Angel of the Year. Hey, this is Jimmy Chamberlain. Hey, it's your boy J-Rock from Sunnyvale Trailer Park. You know I'm Sierra Era Egger. And you listen to my boy T-Biscuit on the Codcast Podcast. I'm out like I sold something. When you get an NHL rule named because of what you did to a goaltender, your name is Sean Avery. And you'll know Sean from playing with the Red Wings, the Kings, the Stars, the Rangers. A good player. The kind that you want on your team, but not so much when he's on the other side. He's a shit disturber. Would you guess that he got over 1,500 penalty minutes? From the leukemia comment to the heckling incident, the sloppy seconds comment, the restraining order, you've no doubt kept up with Sean Avery's life, and he's a guest this week. Joining Sean, as always, we have three guests each podcast. You'll know her as one of the hosts of Naked News. Marina Valmont is also a guest, and you'll hear from our musical guest in literally seconds. Coming up in 15 minutes, in listen to this, Canucks PA announcer Al Murdoch, uh, one of my mentors as well, I learned so much from him at the very start of my career, Al talks about landing the job of the PA announcer for the Vancouver Grizzlies when the NBA was in Vancouver. That was super cool. That is powered by Tedco RV Supplies in Langley, RV Service and Repair, ICBC accredited. You can find them online at tedcorvsuppliesinc.com. First, our first guest of three, as mentioned, this week's musical guest, H2O guitarist, Juliet in the Licks lead guitarist, and the touring bassist, For The Offspring, Todd Morse. That's brought to you by Pineapple Sound, a recording and mixing studio in Langley since 2013. They also welcome podcasts, voiceover actors, and lots more. Check them out at pineapplesound.com. So yeah, you'll know Todd Morse from H2O, which is a punk band he had with his brother Toby, lead guitarist in Juliet and the Licks, and the touring bassist for The Offspring. Talented dude, a super nice guy as well. He started following us on Twitter, and it wasn't long before we reached out to say, hey, would you be down to jump on a Zoom? And you'll love how Todd was engaged uh, with the conversation pretty forthright, especially so when we were talking about being in a band, uh, starting a band with actress Juliette Lewis. He's a really good buddy with the guys in Sum 41 as well, which we find out. They have a little punk project together as well, if you hadn't heard about that. Google the Operation MD. Good talk. I think this is about a half hour long. You can hear that now at our iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and YouTube accounts. Search it out through Toddcast Podcast and subscribe while you're there. In the meantime, here's 10 minutes with H2O guitarist Juliet and the Licks lead guitarist and the touring bassist for The Offspring, Todd Morse. The Toddcast Podcast. I'm curious, Todd, what's the music in the Morse house as a kid growing up then? Like, is it right out of the gate that you're kind of, you know, thrown into that world? Um, No, uh, no. I mean, my mom was like into like, you know, Neil Diamond and, uh, you know, and classic rock. And uh, I remember one Christmas she bought me a Kiss 45. uh, Nice. I can't, I can't, I can't. I think like it, Love Gun I think or might something. Have been like that. Sh- shouted out loud or yeah, yeah. Um, and ACDC and you know, um, I, I really grew up on like classic songwriting, you know, which I think sticks with me now when I when I go to do my my own stuff. Mm-hmm. But at some point, when I was in school, I really didn't feel like I fit in with any kind, type of group. Like all the long haired dudes that were listening to Zeppelin and Rush and stuff, like. I don't know. I wasn't cool enough for them and, and whatever else was going on. And some mm-hmm. kid, this is, uh, this is really going to date how old I am, but some kid gave me a, an eight track with a okay. circle jerks group sex on one side and sex pistols. Never mind the bullocks on the other side. Um, like, bing, that opens and, uh, up your eyes. I was like, wait, I can, I can play that. I can yeah. do that. And then it led to the Ramones. It come, come full circle. Um, I just did a, um, a live stream with Juliet and the Licks, which is my band with Juliet Lewis. Right. And we, we were rehearsing over here in the Valley and we came out to take a break and we heard a band rehearsing 
in the next thing and i was like oh man that sounds amazing i was like who is that and they're like that's the circle jerks no way <laughs> so nice we, yeah like my my first ever punk i ever heard yeah we're just standing outside like rocking out listening to them rehearse it's, it's, a, it's a weird world i live in that's pretty crazy what was what was yeah. the first show that you saw what was your first concert uh black flag oh, uh wow. and i've talked about this a couple of times too because there's some people there but there's a place called the channel in boston um it was with henry rollins singing and I'll wow. never forget because the because the band started, and I and it was I mean, punk rock and hardcore like was really dangerous back then. I mean, like you could really oh, yeah. get hurt at a show. Totally. I mean, and so I was scared, but I was like, "Where's Henry? Where's Henry?" And he just he came crawling out from behind the drum set, <laughs> you know, no shirt on, nice. like a, like an animal, you know. Yeah. And I was like, "Ah, oh, I'm in." This is yeah. and this how old were you for that? Like you were like teenager or. Uh, yeah, I was a teenager. We we rented a U-Haul. I was living in uh, in Rhode Island. We rented a U-Haul and put chairs in the back of it, and all of us sat in chairs and rode up to the show. Yeah, yeah. And when we got to the parking lot of the channel, we rolled the thing up, and all the kids had gathered around, thinking we were the band. You know? Yeah, nice. It's, nice. Yeah, you don't forget that stuff. No, of course not. That's what, that's what shaping you where you are today. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What's Bob Rock like to hang out with? He seems like a pretty he's, cool he's, guy. He, He's great. He's like a, a music encyclopedia, that guy. Um, yeah. And he's uh, he's got a great ear for, you know, he can tell you, uh, you know, you can listen to an ACDC record and he'll tell you exactly what amplifier and what guitar was being used. <laughs> That's and, crazy, right? You know, like those, like <laughs> yeah. there's, and there's music geeks like that everywhere, man. Like in Vancouver, yeah. you know, if uh, you, if you talk with Garth Richardson or like Mike Fraser, and all those guys, like they're the same fucking style, man. They're they're all just like, hur, hur. they totally are geeked out about it, and it's great, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't yeah. know if you have satellite radio, but there's a, I mean, I'm I'm kind of like a amateur music trivia buff myself. Like I, yeah, there's there's a there's a great channel on on Sirius XM called Volume. I don't know if you're familiar with okay. this. Uh, no. Um, but that is just the nerd out rock channel where it's just talk about music all the okay. time you know I love that and stuff, you can man. learn about the record and how it was made and yeah um yeah and yeah. this guy eddie trunk i don't know if you, yeah i know eddie uh, trunk yeah guy, i don't eddie know him personally but yeah, I know yeah. What you're talking about. yeah yeah, yeah. Hmm. And i think that that's one of no yeah like they're just musicologists yeah 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 pretty much yeah yeah I, I think that that's one of the things todd that uh uh i don't know how old how old are you i'm, I'm 47 i am uh i am uh, I am at level 54 right you're, now. You're at level 54. Okay. So you got yes. me by a few years. You're like, you're <laughs> yeah. like the level above my, my brother's 50. So you're like the next level above yeah. my brother. I just started um, saying level instead of, instead uh, of I love level. it. <laughs> You've made it at the level 54. I love it. I made it to um, level 54. Nice. That's I'm a big a level. But uh, um, I think that that's one of the things that's missing from today's music. And I think that that's why it's so like disposable is that, you know, there's no more like sitting on the floor in front of the, you know, the record player and reading the liner notes and like reading the lyrics and all like that doesn't really exist anymore. Yeah. And I think that that's, no, one that's, of the, the that's another thing that uh, this guy, Bob left. I, I always pronounce his name wrong, but uh, that I was listening to on volume and, and, and also uh, Eddie trunk was talking about how, um, you know, you like the song, you had to go buy the record if you wanted to hear the rest. And, and so people had to make, great records or else you weren't going to buy another one and that was it you wouldn't you wouldn't hear the band's next record because uh and and the the package and everything was 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 part of it and it was really special and it's 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 it's, it's hard to it's hard to gauge if anyone in the new generation is really missing out on that it's really hard to gauge because it's just it's from a time you know yeah and but i do think that that rock and roll music and guitar based music was cooler when you had to search for it, you know? Right. Uh, you know what I mean? Like it, you felt cooler about finding it w when it wasn't so accessible, you know? Right. Um, but at the same time, you know, this whole thing about rock is dead or whatever. I mean, rock is not dead when there's, no. when they say that they're talking about the mainstream, they're talking about the billboard charts and everything. But I'll tell you what, if DJs just started playing more rock, rock would be mainstream again because that's people just people learn about music for repetition of hearing it all the time mm. it's what it's what they're feeding us it's not because we go out and play i go out and play with all these bands all over the world and this there's, there's fans everywhere for for guitar music you know mm. 
yeah, that's everywhere. They're still away. there. No, it's not no. going away. Let's let's get outside of music, Todd, and what you're known okay. for. What have you been uh, binging over the pandemic? Like, what, what are the shows you just can't get enough of? Because, of course, we're all doing it right now. Yeah. Um, well, I just finished uh, Your Honor, the Brian Cranston thing. Okay. Um, Haven't seen a, that yet. I'm a huge Breaking Bad guy, so I also watched the Aaron Paul had one, um, Truth Be Told, which was another right. cool one. Yeah. Did you, did you get into uh, the, what was the other one, uh, Better Call Saul? Oh, I love it. Yeah, I love Better Call Saul. Pretty yeah. good. Yeah, it's pretty solid. Uh, yeah, um, it's really starting to go, go into Breaking Bad now. Well, it's. Oh. I know. I heard that they've really got stalled on production of the next few episodes. But um, right. Uh, I love uh, Peaky Blinders. Uh, yeah, I'm waiting true. for that to come back. Yeah. Um, what else do we get into? Did you get oh, into the the, the uh, WandaVision? Are you a fan yes. of comic books yes. and all that? Like, how yes. good was that? Because that was like the first episode. I was like, this is weird, man. This is just not what I was expecting. And of course, I gave yeah. it another chance. I'm a huge comic book fan, right? Yeah. Uh, and then by second episode, it just was just got so good. And I heard that uh, yeah. that the Disney Plus servers crashed because of so many of <laughs> how many people wanted to watch the season finale of that. Yeah. It's a slow burn start, and, and a lot totally. of my—I mean, a, a lot of my friends like uh, uh, Pete Parada, the drummer from Offspring, and and our our new backing guitar player Jonah Nimoy—they're they, super comic book guys, and they they were said the same thing, like they weren't sure at first, and then they were just fully in. Um, what I love about it, it's it's the first superhero series that I could watch with my kids, and like my daughter. I come home from like a rehearsal or something. My daughter's like, "New WandaVision, New WandaVision." Like, yeah, you know, she's she's seven, you know. Yeah. A, and you know, some of it's a little scary. And she, it's the first time she's been able to watch like something that intense, you know. It, yeah, and and I think the so, what yeah. what what I like about it is it goes back to when we were little kids, where we had to wait till next Friday to see the next Cheers, or know. you know what I mean? Like, I know like it, 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 it. It's kind of nostalgic for us, right? Yeah, I mean, if we're gonna really get you know into the metaphors here, it's the same thing with having to wait for a record to come out before you heard it, or having to go to the store to buy it. It 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 creates this appreciation and anticipation of art uh, that I don't know. I I just think it's a give it to me now nation. You know, like oh yeah, you know that the 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 dead Kennedys were way ahead of their time with give me convenience or give me death. You know, yes, like. <laughs> It's yeah, like, big time. You I know, because that, that that was the other part of, you know, growing up as a kid. It wasn't only just waiting for the albums, but it was also, you know, you didn't have internet. And if you wanted to learn about the band, you best be buying Rolling Stone and Spin and Circus and all those other Totally, yeah. Oh, I love looking and, at Spin back in the yeah, day. Yeah, man. You know, and it was like, you know, the I don't know if you got Good Rockin' Tonight where you're from, but it's essentially, you know, MTV or, you know, much music yeah. kind of thing. But like all of those yeah. TV shows too were very, like super influential for yeah. a, a guy that was a, or a girl that were music fans did you guys have 120 minutes up there 120 mtv minutes. 120 minutes it came on at midnight no. do you remember that no no was that was that? where like you know that's where we first saw for, you know the first offspring video the first faith the more video uh, oh, okay. you know, like that was our like you stay up till midnight to see something new and cool in in music videos you know right that was yeah uh, the first time i saw the crow mags was I, I believe it or not now now i'm friends with you know john and and those guys but that we got a no video was oh yeah it's like oh my god these guys are scary <laughs> <laughs> musical guests of the Toddcast podcast are powered by pineapple sound providing recording and mixing services for a wide range of artists and genres since 2013 Check them out at pineapplesound.com. Getting out my mind, all these wanted sounds, no apologies, whiskey therapy, we're just killing time. Live water. I've been running free. He's my sanity. Drinking ain't no crime. It's my alibi. We're just doing me. Live water. 
sin To this on the Toddcast podcast. If you've been to a Vancouver Canucks home game at Rogers Arena in the last decade, Al Murdoch is on the PA. Al is one of my radio mentors, truly instrumental in helping my career take off. Just a gem of a human being. He's a natural on-air performer, a powerful voiceover talent. He's the voice on so many radio stations across North America. The guy's a stud, no question, one of the best. And when Al stopped by the podcast studio, we talked about how he met Phil Donahue. Zeppelin came up. I made him pick his favorite Vancouver Canuck. We got into radio and marketing, triathlons and fitness. Selena Gomez came up. So did Steve Stamkos, overrated bands, binge-watching TV shows. And Al shared the story of how he got the PA announcer job for the Vancouver Grizzlies back when the NBA was in Vancouver. Love this story. Listen to this. The Vancouver Grizzlies were holding open auditions. And how I found out about that was actually after the fact. So as soon as I saw that story, I immediately phoned Orca Bay and I said, who is the guy in charge of hiring the PA announcer? And they told me. I said, I'm going to come down there right after my show, but can you wait? And he said, uh, well, no. And I went, oh, he goes, why don't you come tomorrow? So here's, here's what he did. He goes, okay, he got me to read a few announcements over the, the system. Yeah. And uh, then he sat me down and he put on a, um, an old videotape. This tells you how long ago it was. An old videotape of the Houston Rockets playing the Phoenix Suns. And he just turned off the volume. And he went, call the game. So I was sitting, thank goodness I'm a huge fan and I knew some of the players that, you know, played on Phoenix and if Akeem Olajuwon would score, you know, I'd, I'd give it my, Akeem Olajuwon, you know, the, yeah, big, yeah. the big the big read. And uh, he immediately after about 10 minutes, he kind of shut it off. He goes, you got the job. Listen to this on the Toddcast podcast is brought to you by Tedco RV Supplies in Langley, an ICBC approved repair shop. Find them online at TedcoRVSuppliesInc.com.
time to commit to the time sound the band is waterfront from a province over lethbridge alberta great sound from those guys once the pandemic's over it's in the rear view maybe we see if we can drag those guys into vancouver to play a podcast show don't you get the feeling that those guys would absolutely bring it played you another alberta boy as well kyle mckerney and his song is devil water kyle's a good buddy of the podcast in fact his old band hard honey provided the music for the podcast, the da 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 the big fat riff off the top. Kyle's now banging out some Americana, and his manager, Jeff, uh, slid me, I think it was three or four songs from the soon-to-be-released album, which is incredibly solid. Big fan of Kyle. Not only is he a good guy, but he's one of my favorite singers as well. We'll no doubt keep you in the loop when everything gets announced and released. Okay, Todd's Trolls is also coming up in just a bit. The stupid, mean, hurtful, but really, it's the funny things that people say to what you post, what you see online. This week, Sting, Godzilla vs. Kong, and the 2021 Winter Military Games bask in that beautiful spotlight. Powered by our friends at The Garage, Games and Geekery in Maple Ridge. It's your place to play. Warhammer, D&D, Slay Trolls, and a lot more. Find them online at garagegames.ca. First, the second of three Toddcast guests this week is our sporting guest, retired NHL left winger Sean Avery. Brought to you by Joyce Heating Services, family owned and operated, heating the lower mainland since 1960. And when it gets too hot in the summer... Hit him up for air conditioning as well. As mentioned off the top, you'll know Sean Avery from playing in the NHL for 12 seasons. Signed with the Red Wings as a free agent in 1999. Played with the Kings, the Stars, the Rangers as well. He's certainly no stranger to controversy. Recently jumping on social media to talk about being hit by a car out for a run. Smashing off the driver's side mirror. The hilarious post that he threw up uh, about Tyson Berry. We get into that with him in the full conversation. Sean finished his NHL career with 90 goals, 247 points, 1,533 penalty minutes in 580 games. The full 27-minute conversation is definitely 
worth hearing. Search it out through Toddcast Podcast, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube. Till you hear that, here's 10 minutes with retired NHL left winger Sean Avery. The Toddcast Podcast. What's your first hockey memory? Um, man, first hockey memory. I think, uh, <laughs> funny, funny, uh, I think I've told this story before, but like w- when I was younger, the first, first NHL game that I ever saw was, uh, I saw a, an exhibition game. The Quebec Nordiques played the played. Uh, I'm not sure who they played, but the game was in Kitchener. Ontario at the Kitchener auditorium and first NHL player I ever saw, I waited by the bus after the game with my dad and I, I, Owen Nolan came, was, was walking out. Um, the reason we were there, my dad played for the coach at the time was this guy by the name of Dave Chambers. Um, and hockey cards were big back then. So I knew, I knew who Owen Nolan was and I walked up to him to get an autograph and he, he kind of looked at me and I can still like, remember it clear as day. He was like, yeah, he, he said, he looked at, he looked down at me and kind of put his hand up and said, fuck off kid. Not today. Like he must've had like a shitty, it was exhibition, you know, who knows? He was probably hung over or, uh, just not, just disinterested, and that was kind of the first memory that I had of like seeing an NHL player in person. Um, and it was funny. I think ten years later, it's probably ten or eleven years later, I played against him, and we lined up on a faceoff, and I told him that story, and we we had a pretty good laugh about it. Yeah, that's great. Great first memory. And how old are you when you realize like maybe I can go pro? I can go all the way. I think when I was probably 13 or 14, I probably made the decision that that was the only thing I was, I was going to do. I don't think in my mind, I, I, I was thinking I have what it takes. I think I had just more the mentality of like, I was going to play in the NHL. Mm -hmm. Um, And that kind of took, you know, I, I look back on it and say, I should have done some things differently. Like I basically stopped, any interest I had in school whatsoever and only thought and focused about hockey. But yeah, I, I think I, I made the decision more than I realized I could do it, which mm. I think are kind of two different things. Oh, two, two completely different things. Of course. Yeah. And, and playing with the, the red wings and the Kings, the stars, the Rangers, um, which team was your favorite to play on? Uh, I think it's a, Definitely New York, but also Detroit was pretty special because one, that, that team in 2002, I think was probably maybe the best NHL team ever assembled just from a pure talent standpoint, Mm -hmm. Uh, 12 or 13 hall of famers, guys like, you know, Dominic Hasek, like interesting guys that, that, uh, yeah, that, that was a hell of a team. And then I was so young to be introduced to the league in that fashion, just from the pace of practices and, and how the guys dressed and, and how they talked and, and everything. It was pretty special. And then obviously, I think when I got to New York, that was sort of what felt home from a, from a playing standpoint. Um, I think my style kind of meshed with the fans of New York. And, and so, yeah, I think I'd say it was a toss up between those two cities. And just playing in the rink in New York must've been just like electric every time, man. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, before they did the renovation, I think it was, it was definitely the best arena in in the league. Um, I think now, I think now it's still, you know, it's Madison Square Garden. I think like even on a Monday night at MSG, you walk in that place and you can feel it has a special vibe to it. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sean, I'm getting ready to talk to you this morning. And, and I realized that you had over 1500 penalty minutes. Really? I didn't know that. What's the most memorable 10 minutes for you? Oh, boy. Um 
Man, I think there was a game in Chicago where uh, at the end of uh, it was sort of at the end of a shift. I got into a scrum with Bob Probert and I kind of took a shot at him, like a, a, a cheap shot that I shouldn't have. And I remember going to the penalty box and thinking, like, I wish I could just stay here for the rest of the game and not have to come back out of there. Because I, I knew, like, I saw his eyes kind of blaze over and I, I, I thought he was going to kill me. So at that point I was thinking if I, if I could just stay in the box the whole game, I wouldn't have to come back out. That's probably the one time where I, I can really remember sitting in there pondering life. Yeah. The longest two minutes of your life. Sean, when I mentioned that you were going to be a, a guest of the podcast, of course, there's a ton of uh, uh, podcast followers that would love to ask you some questions as well. So I grabbed a, a few of the, the best ones. Yeah. Uh, I think this is interesting because I want to know as, as well. Brandon wants to know what are the best and worst locker room pranks that you were involved in? Uh, man, I wasn't much of a prankster, but there was always one guy on, on each team. Now, we used to do these things on the road called leaners, which is uh, – You'd fill a garbage pail up with uh, like a hotel garbage pail up with water, hot water, and you would take it and you'd lean it on the outside of somebody's door and you'd do the whole like <laughs> knock on the door. And when they open the door, it would it would lean into their room and it would soak the whole front of their their landing. That was always like sort of a, a classic one that I that I kind of thought was I enjoyed it. I didn't yeah. like the ones when guys, you know, you get your, your laces cut, shit like that. That was always, uh, I, I didn't like ones where guys would, sometimes guys would cut guys sticks. So they'd go out and they'd take a shot and like fall over because the stick was already cut in half. Yeah. That's, uh, that's just annoying. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. The, the leaners were always good ones. Yeah. Uh, Brad wants to know, what do you think about the no fans in the stands, the fake crowd noise? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think just in general, it's got to be pretty tough to play with no fans. I, I think uh, I didn't know that they were pumping it into the arenas. Is, is that uh, I because I, I, I've only seen it on TV. So I thought they were doing it through the TV. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just think in general, the whole no fans thing is tough. Like I kind of commend these guys that they've been able to to play through it with some sort of intensity i think it's been i don't think it's an easy thing to do for sure rob goes um oh man i just dis disliked his antics but ask him about how he feels about a rule being named after him and what did the nhl say to him about what he did to distract Broder? so yeah they they never said anything to me actually they um oh, i lost your video there there you go they um I woke up, I went to bed that night after it happened and I woke up in the morning and they had just kind of announced the, uh, the rule, mm. which I think looking back on it, or even at the time, it wasn't even really legal. They weren't allowed to do that. You had to go to the board of governors meeting, um, to, uh, to get approval to do it. And they hadn't done that. So, uh, I think that was kind of, it was more shocking than anything. Like Literally, I we went to I went to bed that night and woke up in the morning and they had already sent out a press release saying that there was this new rule. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely. Uh, I mean, I've got a rule named after me. You know, it's pretty I, awesome. I don't, I don't know <laughs> if it's still there or if they still refer to it as the Avery Rule, but um, even if they change the name, I think we all know what the origin of it for sure. Yeah, that ain't going away. Uh, this feels like a loaded question. Sarah wants to know what's your best Tortorella story. Tortorella story. I, I always <clears throat> tell people like the way. So Tortorella can't skate. He he can't like um, he can't skate or pass, or he definitely can't do both at the same time. So sometimes uh, there was a there's a drill, a warm up drill that that uh, teams do. Coaches are are on like a on the dot outside the blue line and. You, you, everyone just kind of skates around you pass to the coaches coaches pass it back to you you go in you take a shot on the goalie so anytime tortorella was doing that um i would just lean into it fire like a hard zinger of a pass to him and 
he, it was everything he could do to, to just take the pass and stay on his feet and then make the pass back to me. It was kind of like an ongoing joke that we, that, that everyone knew, like they'd stop and watch like what kind of pass I was going to give him. Um, but yeah, he, he was one of, I've had a few coaches that couldn't actually play hockey, which I, I think is sort of, uh, odd. yeah, that's a tough one. It's odd. Definitely. Sporting guest visits of the Toddcast podcast are powered by Joyce Heating Services, a family-owned and operated heating business serving the Lower Mainland since 1960. Online at JoyceHeating.com. Powered by Milano Coffee, bringing you the finest espresso and coffee concepts in the world. Online at milanocoffee.ca. A look at this week's keyboard warriors, Todd's Trolls, on the Toddcast Podcast. And it is everywhere you look online. It can be especially bad on Twitter, Facebook, the chirpy garbage comments made with the intent to get somebody riled up. No one and nothing is safe, not even Sting. You could argue he fronted one of the most influential rock bands of the early 80s, The Police. Sting's new solo album was released this past Friday, March 19th. It's called Duets. No offense, of course, but Sting can tantrically screw off. If this was Sting the Wrestler putting out an album, maybe it'd be worth checking out. Seriously, he hasn't released a good song since the 80s. Like, dude... 
Just retire already. Coming to theaters as of this weekend, March 26. Personally, I can't wait for it to come out on Netflix. What did you think of the teaser trailers for Godzilla vs. Kong? Because they released a few of them. Eye candy, lots of CGI, the battle of the ages. Kong and Godzilla clash. Global destruction in their path. It looks good. I'll take movies that didn't need to be made for a thousand, Alex. They're making movies like this, and there's millions of people living on the street. Cool, cool, cool. Check your brain at the door because IQ points will be lost. And the Winter Military World Games starts up today in Germany. Runs March 2-3 to March 2-8. Be honest, did you even know that such games existed? It sounds like there's potential for some pretty good content. Military games? Wow. Talk about shit TV. A redneck much? Imagine actually wanting to watch these games. Can I get a yeehaw? Todd's Trolls on the Toddcast Podcast is powered by The Garage, Games and Geekery, your place to play RPGs, board games, and Warhammer in Maple Ridge. Online at garagegames.ca. Vancouver rock station champion that band great song for those guys called ghosts I can't wait to see what these guys are all about live because of course that's what it's all about you heard Johnny Rath and that was their song called Pixie Dust good singer uh, their latest release is solid as well by the way start to finish I would put them at the near the top of Vancouver's current rock scene we've had them play a couple maybe three shows now for the podcast at the railway awesome band tight they're good guys ticking off lots of boxes speaking of live music find pandemic distanced and live stream shows because there are some happening here and there with the indie scene at toddhancock.ca if you're playing a show or going to one let us know about it we'll post it up there it's brought to you by mystic rhythms rehearsal studios 40 plus years experience in the music industry you can find out more about them through mysticrhythms.ca. Okay, our final guest of episode 242, this week's entertainment guest, Naked News host, Marina Valmont. Brought to you by Tomes. Let them help relieve stress and anxiety. That's T-A-U-M-M-H-O-M-S.com. 
T-A-U-M-M-H-O-M-S.com. Chances are you'll best know Marina Valmont as a naked news host, but she's also a very popular Twitch streamer. She has a pretty big following. She lost her Instagram account with about 110,000 followers. We talked about that during the full conversation. Since talking to her, by the way, she's gotten them all back. So all is right, all is just. What a drag. Just having your account suspended for nothing. Enough people reporting, haters hating, cancel culture doing its thing. Marina is also doing some content creation for Tempted, but she has more of a hand involved in that project, which you'll hear about in the full 23-minute conversation, which is now posted at our iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and YouTube accounts. Search it out through Toddcast Podcast. Till then, here's 10 minutes with Naked News host, Marina Valmont. The Toddcast Podcast. You mentioned you're a, you're a host on uh, on Naked News. Growing up, what did you want to do? Like, is this the, you know, is it maybe broadcasting and maybe not necessarily, mm-hmm. be, you know, being nude, but like, is that what you really wanted to do as a kid? Well, as a kid, I I always wanted to be in the the center of the spotlight. I wanted attention, and yeah. at some point, I kind of wanted to be a lawyer. But then really? uh, I was like, you know what? That's a little too serious for me. I think yeah. I was watching like Ally McBeal and all those legal shows, <laughs> and I, I love yeah. how they dressed up in like the power suits. So I still get to do that at Naked News. I get right. to wear my nice like hot business suits that just. It comes off eventually. And, and the power suit is just so <laughs> hot. So hot. Mm-hmm. You're also streaming on uh, on Twitch. I am. I'm a popular Twitch streamer. Yeah. And how that did, is how did you get into that? Because that's fascinating. That, that's that's stuff that because you can make some serious bank doing that, right? Mm-hmm. That's one of the things that allows me to be in Panama right now. So when I stream on Twitch, people can sub, they can donate, they can give me biddies. But I, I've only been on it for about a year. Okay. What triggered me to be on it was I had a friend. She was very successful at it and enjoyed it. But I felt really lonely and isolated during the pandemic. Like I, we couldn't go anywhere at one point, like just to the grocery store, home. I know. Uh, the Naked Talks. News studio was basically closed down. And like there was nothing to do. I had no one to talk to. So I'm like, you know what? I'm lonely. I'm going to go on Twitch. I'm going to talk to people and just see who I can meet. So I ended up doing a cooking show. I would do fitness. I would sit there and drink on stream, you know, just <laughs> like you would at, at the pub. Yeah, yeah. And, and it was fun. So I've carried that on. Interesting. And yeah, I go on once, twice, three times a week. Okay. So like pres- one- present day, what are you doing? Like, are you still on the, the cooking thing? Are you doing the fitness still? Or is it kind of whatever you kind of feel like? It's whatever I feel like. I do a lot of cooking though because I like to I like to put it with my schedule. And I always cook every day. Every oh, day that's right. like my passion to cook Same. fresh food. Yeah, I love love cooking as well. If I wasn't uh, you know, I've been in broadcasting since 95, mm. but you know, if it wasn't that, it definitely would have been I would have took, you know, the executive chef, not that I'm anywhere near yeah. that now, but like it could be. Maybe. I mean, maybe in my like 50s, 60s, 70s, you know, maybe I'll take a course, mm. but uh, it, so if you're, if you're having friends over pre COVID or post COVID mm-hmm. and, and you're, you're aiming to impress, what are you making in the kitchen? Ooh, all my friends have some sort of intolerances or allergies. So I definitely, uh, or most of my friends are vegans too. So definitely right. something, uh, vegetable based. Yeah. So maybe like uh, corn on the cob with like a veggie stir fry, but, um, for my meat eaters, it would definitely be like a nice juicy steak or like a stuffed chicken breast. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. I love food <laughs> yeah. so much. Like that for me, so much. food and travel are the two things. I don't care what it costs. I just don't care. Yeah. It's, it's quality of life. You got to treat yourself well, give yourself something to look forward to. And with COVID and the pandemic, there's not much. I know it's almost over. <laughs> We're seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. You know, we're it, true. It's almost there. So being on uh, Naked News, mm. does that mean that you're a newsie? Like, are you a straight up news geek? I was like pre-pandemic. Now I've like tapered it down to more like entertainment news. I'm trying yeah. not to listen to depressing news. Right. But well, things are getting that's things are getting better in the world. So yeah. slowly. But you notice and, that uh, nobody's had a cold in the last year. Nobody's gotten the I, flu in the last year. 
I haven't been sick once. It's like, amazing. Not There's something, not something to wearing masks. There's something to it. Yeah. And that's the thing. Uh, I was talking to a buddy on Zoom the other day and we were, we were talking about how, you know, Asian people in Vancouver would wear masks mm-hmm. pre-COVID. And, you know, mm-hmm. even to the point where we'd almost mocked them like nice mask, buddy. Yeah. But now you now you know that they were doing it for our benefit. Mm-hmm. I, I learned that on a trip to Japan um, two years ago. Yeah. Uh, I saw people wearing masks and I asked them, I'm like, what is this? Like, why are they doing it? Right. And they told me it's because they're sick and they don't want to infect everyone else. I'm like, oh, that's so considerate. How was oh, I nice. being like so unknowledgeable and rude to, th- to kind of mock them before? Yeah, I think masks, oh. they'll stick around, I think, for a little bit. Not forever, but they'll stick around hmm. for a bit. So I'm uh, a big fan of like the, the elbow bump and not shaking hands. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> I hope that sticks around. It'll stick around. Um so we, we, we collectively, you and I are, are content mm-hmm. creators, uh, mm-hmm. Twitch, naked news, when you're mm-hmm. not creating and you're consuming, mm-hmm. what are you binging? Like what, what are the shows right now that you're binge watching? I, um, I have Netflix, Amazon prime, HBO, and I have Disney plus. Wow. I am obsessed with WandaVision. So favorite good. show so, so you know, good i read was it this morning or last night that uh that so many people jumped on to see the finale that it crashed disney plus's server isn't that crazy that's impressive that's a ton of people because they're ready for that right they're not mm-hmm. messing around they're ready and it, and it still crashed their server disney is so intelligent i love how they they put it out like one episode at a time, you had to join the platform to continue to be part of like the MCU. And like without joining Disney plus, you're really left out of like a big part of the storyline. Yeah. Big time. And Mm -hmm. uh, with the streaming, it almost makes it feel like, I don't know how old you are, but I'm 47. Mm -hmm. So when, Mm -hmm. when you're streaming things, it's, it's, it's one thing you binge through the whole, you know, season, but Mm -hmm. it almost feels like when I was a kid, Mm. the weekly like, uh like, no more episode than just and same thing for like the mandalorian where they just released that one episode mm-hmm. and it made me feel nostalgic a little bit it made my kids like what the hell is going on where i was just mm-hmm. like yeah this is the way it was there was a point where it's... where you almost like if you didn't watch tv there was no pvr mm-hmm. if you missed an episode of cheers you missed an episode of cheers mm-hmm and I think it makes you into more of a devoted fan because you're, you're set to go there Friday nights, whatever yeah. time it comes out, you're like there. Yeah. I always wait to like have dinner and eat it. And yeah. now I'm like, what do I do with my Friday nights? There's no <laughs> WandaVision. Um, know, can but... you hurry up with Loki, please? <laughs> yes, I know. And uh, uh, what's the other? There was another series that um, I read about the other day and I was like, yes. Silver yeah. Surfer, I think they're doing something with. Are, are you a full oh. on? Are you a comic book? nerd i am i am i go to uh, comic cons fan expos i cosplay nice and that's something i do on twitch too okay so what's the best uh um, outfit that you've worn to a comic con Ooh, i don't want to be typical with my uh, harley quinn answer yeah but uh actually no no i got body painted for new york comic con and i covered it for naked news i was venom Oh, nice. Yeah. What did they do with that your was... face and the tongue and all that? What And the big ass teeth? And... No, no tongue. But like my body was really cool. I had contacts on and it was yeah. the whole like gray black theme. It was like, well, very, yeah. very cool. Really. I scared a lot of people that day. <laughs> That's great. If you could have a superpower, which power would you want to have? Teleportation. I'd want to be here and there just like that. Boom. But it's not like mm. Nightcrawler teleportation because Nightcrawlers, he can only teleport where he can. Mm. Like I want teleportation. If I want to be at the pyramids right now, I'm going to the pyramids mm. with whatever yeah, I, I wanna... can hold. Like, you, you know, if you, whatever you can carry on your person. So you could teleport. It could be. Or... Yeah. You could teleport with a friend, with a Something. suitcase. I want to yeah. be like visiting Captain Marvel in space. Right. I want to be everywhere. Yeah. I wouldn't be the most powerful, but that's yeah. a pretty awesome power. 
Totally. And that'd be yeah. the one that I would pick as well. And I pretty much, I mean, I've had probably, I don't know, 500, 700 guests in the last seven years and almost 90% of the time I'll ask because I'm, mm-hmm. I, I am such a, like a lot of my friends are like, dude, why do you always ask that? I'm like, cause I'm a fucking comic book geek. And I want to know what people would want. Like, I don't know. It's not your podcast. It's my podcast. What do they say? What are the typical answers? Uh, Flying. Flying is the most typical. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. I want to be like Superman, invincibility, you know, that kind of thing. Laser vision. But uh, the smart ones pick teleportation. Nice. Okay. I like that. Pat on my back. Yeah, totally. Um, We were talking about, uh, you know, love and food and stuff. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you, you have to you know, keep up with your appearance. What are your cheat foods? Oh, um, oh my gosh. Anything, anything sweet. I love sweets. So uh, like Reese peanut butter cups, peanut M&Ms, like a, a rich chocolatey creaminess. Oh, hard to yeah, say. I'm, I'm simple. Yeah. But also t- tiramisu. Tiramisu. Yes. Mm. Oh, you know, Greek, Greek food has got to be one of my favorites. Oh. So good. So, so good. Entertainment guests of the Toddcast podcast are powered by Tomes, where quality sleep matters. Find out more at Tomes.com. That's T-A-U-M-M-H-O-M-S.com. into having a guy like that around a campfire his name is jamie zago and a new song for him it's a new song for the podcast it's called better man today watch for jamie to make a 
big push in Vancouver's scene this year and next. He's working alongside of Aspire Music Canada, who are grinding it out, making a name for themselves. It's good to see our local scene thriving. Nice work uh, by the guys in Pineapple Sound as well for banging out that tune with Jamie. Sounds great. Looking forward to next week. It's all about near-death stories. You'll hear from 12 guests. It's a crazy week. Some of the stories are absolutely insane. And while former Dead Daisies and Motley Crue singer John Karabi isn't a guest next week, listen to his insane near-death story. I actually had a guy... <laughs> it's funny, my ex-wife still won't forgive me for this one. Mm. But... um. This was just prior to me being in, I was in L.A. I think I just got in Motley, or it was just prior to me being in Motley. And a guy tried to hold me up, like tried to rob me at a club, behind the club. Um, a, a club in, in North Hollywood called the FM Station. Like a gun holding you up? Well, at first... He was just, I, you know, he's like, give me your wallet. And I'm like, what? I go, you know, and I'm like, who the fuck are you? Mm-hmm. You know, we're just going back and forth. And I, he was getting mouthy with me, and I was getting mouthy back. And my wife was standing there, and he said he was security for the club. I basically said, go check with the club and make sure this dipshit works for the club, whatever. And she walked away, and as she started walking away, he goes, I didn't tell you you could move, bitch. And I fucking lost it. And I go, listen, is she a bitch? Yes, but she's my bitch. You don't get to call her bitch. That's my, you know what I mean? And, Mm -hmm. and he pulled a gun and he stuck it in, he stuck it in my face. Wow. And at that point, like everything went and just slowed down. I know it's incredible. Well, those situations, like literally time, just like tick, tick. It seemed like an hour and a half. Yeah. But I did the dumbest thing. I don't know if it was dumb or if it was genius, but I literally, he had it like right at my face and my, my, like now I laugh about it, but I literally opened my mouth and I stuck my mouth on the end of the gun and he just looked at me like puzzled and I took the gun out of my mouth and I said, see that dude? That bitch, that's my wife. You'd be doing me a fucking favor. Pull the trigger. And I put my mouth back on the gun again. And he just started laughing and walked away. I mean, that's a crazy story, right? I've personally had a few near-death moments. Almost got hit by a train. Literally a second away from being smushed. Broke my collarbone in grade 11. I rammed a telephone pole with my shoulder flying right over the handlebars. It was a 10 speed bike, no brakes, ripping down a pretty good sized hill in Terrace. Um, doctor had said, you know, if it was inches over, I probably would, likely would have been killed. Everybody's got a story or most people have one anyway. And that's what you'll hear next week. It's all about near death stories. Of course, we wanted to give a big thanks to this week's guests as well. Offspring bassist amongst other things, Todd Morse. Uh, dude, thank you so much for jumping on and, and being a guest. Can't wait to see the offspring back on tour retired NHL left winger, Sean Avery. Thank you for taking some time and thanks to our buddy, our mutual friend, Adam Harris, for setting this up uh, as a longtime hockey fan. Of course, I, I know who you are and I can appreciate that uh, you take some time to be a guest. And Naked News host Marina Valmont, uh, what else to say but thank you. You're the best. We've been following each other for well, for some time now. I think it's a few years anyway. Just makes sense that you'd eventually be a guest. I love what you do and uh, no doubt we'll talk soon. And that's going to do it for this one. Episode 242 in the bag. Uh, my name is Todd Hancock. Thank you so much for listening. If you like what you heard, please tell your friends about us. You can subscribe as well on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube as well. We're on the Dean Blundell Network out of Toronto at deanblundell.com. What's up, Deaner? Comment and rate the podcast. Search it out through Toddcast Podcast. A huge thanks. We simply couldn't do it without their support. A huge thanks to all of our wonderful sponsors, find links to all sponsor websites, use their products, etc., etc. 
ToddHancock.ca has the details. If you'd like to sponsor the podcast, you can for as little as 10 bucks a day. Contact info is at the homepage. If you'd like to help us find a sponsor, we'll give you money, a commission based on the ad buy. If you know a business that gets outside the box advertising, let's get them in touch with the podcast, some social media love, let them know about us. Till next week, don't be an asshole. Nobody wants to be around that. Have fun, play hard, and most of all, believe in yourself. The Toddcast Podcast. Keep in touch with Todd through Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and bookmark toddhancock.ca. 